Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Baseball is back. And so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Welcome to Sports Talk here on the Big 870. Mike Detail along with the Cajun Cannon, Bobby Bear. Uh, Charlie Long also joins us. Uh, news breaking about five minutes ago. My old friend Chris Lowe, senior writer from ESPN, covering the SEC. Nick Saban has informed his team that he's retiring from the University of Alabama. Well, a lot of people in the SEC, they're going to be saying now, ding dong, the witch is dead, the witch is dead. <laughs> no, finally. Six uh, national uh, titles. Uh, because look what Saban has meant to Alabama. And all of a he sudden. He changed the SEC, Bob. Yes. Changed and, and the Saban SEC. ain't there anymore. Or uh, Mike Howell, because I know like Pete Carroll. Okay, Pete Carroll. He just got fired by the Seahawks. He's 72 years of age. But now they're saying, I still think he wants to coach. He has, I mean, look all the energy he has. But when I look at Pete Carroll, he says, well, I'm still going to be like a senior consultant uh, for the Seahawks. So I'm how, not real sure that he doesn't coach again one day. Right, I think he has um, that passion. Uh, he's 72 also. Also, uh, Nick and Pete so are both that's, 72 that's years kind old. Kind of a magic number. How is Belichick? You know, when you look at everybody, no. I think they're all about that. Look at all what's happening. Oh, it's attack on the 70 year olds. <laughs> but it just shows you the skins on the wall they have and the accomplishments, the great accomplishments. You know, because, Mike, it did. <clears throat> when you look at like 21st century, uh, who's more a winning quarterback in the NFL level uh, than Bill Belichick? And look, all of a sudden, this year, he's on the hot seat the whole time. And Belichick look, is 71. He'll be 72 in April. <laughs> oh, so, yeah, that, that, well, I don't know. That's that number, 71, 72. And then now uh, you look at Saban, 21st century. Uh, we all know what he did for LSU. But look at Alabama. Oh, oh, okay, that's two guys right there. Bill Belichick and you look at Nick Saban, what they meant uh, arguably in the conversation. now. I think uh, he's the greatest. The best, greatest ever. A coach ever in college football for the times because you got to remember – other guys who did it before, they were dealing with scholarship limits. They weren't dealing with all this name, image, likeness, transfer, portal, everything else. And Nick did it and did it his way. And no one else in our lifetime will ever have a dominant team for that long a period of time as what Nick Saban has done at Alabama. Now, like the, it or not, well, it's well, the truth. The, the closest, and that's um... – you know, Nick Saban was his mentor, but the closest has been lately uh, would be with the Georgia Bulldogs. With Kirby Smart. Yeah, with Kirby Smart. Now, you look at the connection, connect the dots there, but it's also um, with name, image, and likeness. Who, and, and transfer a portal, who's going to be that next uh, coach 
that can exceed an unbelievable level. I don't know if they're only going to have one. So let's say you dominate football for a decade or a couple of decades. Mike, I, I, I think it's going to vary. I think if Jim uh, would to decide – to stay at Michigan, he could, but I don't think Harbaugh's going to do that. Man, when the NCAA got their bead on you, dude, you're in trouble. And I think he knows it. I think he knows it. So, uh, man, unbelievable today. Uh, Nick Saban uh, retiring. He has told his team that he is stepping aside as head coach of University now, of now, Alabama. Now, did he tell his wife he's going to retire? His well, wife I'm sure <laughs> maybe the wife told him. Come on now. Listen, all of us have to agree. Go hang out at the lake house and all that. But when um, doing, she, she might tell him, go play golf now. You're <laughs> aggravating the crap out of me. <laughs> doing certain jobs that occupy so much of your time. That's why, right. man. Right. Uh, I'm blessed with my wife. Uh, she put up with a lot and a lot of jobs, long hours for me in, in other things. But when you're a coach's wife, you're a special lady. Without a doubt. You're uh, a special lady. Without a doubt because even though, oh, you ease back when you get older. No, because you always dotting the I's, crossing the T's, and you're a perfectionist. So, no, you still on that schedule where, uh, honey, I'll be home around midnight or something. Or oh, somewhere in that and neighborhood. Then, uh, and then, oh, but um, I'm going to kiss you before I have to leave to go to work. And, you know, you're still in bed like, uh, you know, 7 in the morning till midnight. Uh, so a lot of that occurs. And that's why I always say it takes a special woman to be married to a coach. And so, again, uh, Chris Lowe, senior writer for ESPN's done this for a long time. Him and I go back almost 30 years when he was covering the Carolina Panthers. Uh, that was Chris's first job. And so we, we've traveled a lot of trails together. Nick Saban leaving University of Alabama. The big story we were going to lead with, Bo Davis uh, leaves University of Texas. He is going to become the new defensive line coach at LSU. We'll talk a lot more about it. Bo and I go back a long way and through Pete Jenkins, who's his mentor. And um, and I know one thing, Pete is happy, and we'll have Pete on tomorrow to talk now, about Now, Mike, as we go Bo to the Davis. break, you know what's intriguing also, because we're all into the SEC. Obviously, we love the LSU Fighting Tigers. Uh, but now, you know you never want to be the man to replace the man? Imagine in them moccasins. Uh, uh, no, who, who's replacing – Who's replacing Coach Saban at Alabama? Uh, we're not going to bring back a Shula, huh? Remember how they did not have success? Uh, was it Mike Shula? I don't was think so. No, no, but I'm just saying how, you know, the pressure uh, to replace Nick Saban. I'm like, I, I, I don't know if it's any stiffer uh, that's, when you think about the responsibility that, that comes with that. That's as big a moccasins as you could possibly <laughs> imagine trying to take over. And because, you know what, if you win 10 games, so what? Uh, you know, 10 games? No, we want to play for a national championship. Nothing about this 10 games. We'll be back with more sports talk right after this break here on the Big 870 WWL. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. 
baseball your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission. We're back here on Sports Talk on the Big 870. Mike Detail along with the Cajun Cannon, Bobby Bear. Again, breaking news. Uh, we had it on the start of Sports Talk. And uh, Chris Lowe from ESPN, their senior writer, breaks the news that uh, Nick Saban has told his team and told University of Alabama that uh, this is it. He's retiring from Alabama. Violet. And the greatest Violet. college coach ever. Went through all these changes uh, throughout the college football world. Still one at the highest level. And so, man, you got to tip your hat to him. You can like him, dislike him. The guy will go down in such a changing times as the greatest college football well, coach ever. And we'd have fun with him. You know, we'd call him because he left LSU. Obviously, we got scoring, so we call him Satan saving and all kind of stuff. Uh, but no. Uh, and proof, he, he tried the NFL. The, That's the, why the, he the left LSU. In, yeah, the, the proof's in the pudding, though. Uh, he's the greatest college coach ever. And just because you're the greatest college coach ever, that means it's going to work in the NFL, how you're dealing with a man-to-man. Look at Steve Spurry. was unbelievable at Florida. Uh, did it work out at Washington for him? No. Look at Lou Holtz, what he did in college football. Did it work out in the NFL? No, with the Jets. He didn't even last a whole season. My thing and is, there was, one, with the Dolphins. there was one guy that did make it work, though. And he started in the pros, went to college, built an unbelievable empire at USC, and what he did at Seattle. And he sort of left, I think, on a mutual agreement. Pete Carroll. Pete Carroll left today, Seattle. But again, Bo Davis uh, has been hired as the new defensive line coach at LSU. He was Brian Kelly's number one guy on the list. Uh, longtime ties. He was an assistant uh, at LSU. He was the uh, strength and conditioning coach there. He's coached with Coach Saban. He's coached with Sark, uh, University of Texas. And his son actually is at uh, Southeastern Louisiana. I think he's entering his senior year at Southeastern Louisiana. Well, and, 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 so, and Mike, and been and, a longtime yeah. guy, too, at Louisiana line camp. And, and uh, the P. thing Jenkins is, camp. Uh, you know, uh, I might be Harbaugh. Stay one step ahead at NCAA like Pete Carroll when he left USC to go to the Seahawks. Uh, you look at, no, you have examples of coaches that succeeded at a high level, but you better be flexible. It's not my way or the highway. Uh, look at Jimmy Johnson. University of Miami, what he did with the Cowgirls. Uh, you look at you look at Barry Switzer, what he did at Oklahoma, what he did. Now one year, flash in the pan. One year, that was about but, but, it. But but uh, he still did it. So uh, that's and why it's the, hard to do that. You know, that's something to that. Uh, but we talk about greatest college ever. It, it, the, the, there's nobody else even in the conversation, not Newt Rockney or whatever. And Women even, for the it, Gipper or whatever. And, and with Bear, <laughs> it was sort of unlimited scholarships. And even he brought that up about, man, you know, you could recruit all those guys and sign them. In Bear Bryant co- didn't win the championships Nick Saban did. No. And I love Bear Bryant. But he didn't win the championships Nick Saban. That's why you might look at other NFL coaches. And Bear changed the SEC in well, the 60s. Well, the same thing. That's why you got to acknowledge a great accomplishment. It's like Bill Belichick. Oh, it was Tom Brady. It's all Tom Brady. All I know is he was the coach. Uh, you got to give Bill Belichick cre- uh, credit. Now, I don't know where they're at right now. You know, the defense is always good, but the, the offense, not so much. But that's why right now, I, I think we witness. Now, I don't know if anybody will go on the NFL level in college, because you can look at two decades. You look at like the 21st century. Has anybody gone on a run like Nick Saban and Bill Belichick as far as winning championships? There hasn't been. You can look in the history of football. You're talking about over a century. And what occurred? No, that there's nobody 
that is accomplished. When you look at you're the best of the best than what Nick Saban did for college football and Bill Belichick in the NFL. The crazy part is I never forget Rick Venturi telling me I was on that staff uh, with the Cleveland Browns. Belichick was the head coach. I was the linebackers coach. Guess who was the secondary coach? Nick Saban. Oh, well, well, Mike, I played against Nick Saban and Bill Belichick. I, I told you that it was in it was either ninety five or ninety six. I was in Atlanta at Cleveland Browns. Saban's DB coach. Belichick was the head coach, and no one talks about that because they were a five hundred team, uh, you know. But hey, right place, right time. But do you take advantage of that? And again, in the twenty first century, Nick Saban and Bill Belichick took advantage of those opportunities and were multiple uh, champions. It's not like, oh, uh, like what we always say about Sean Payton. No, he was outstanding for New Orleans and Drew Brees, but they won one Super Bowl. We say, oh, well, they had a chance. Really, realistically, it's not far-fetched uh, to win three Super Bowls or go to three Super Bowls, but they didn't do it. Whether, you know, Nola, no call, you can look at a bunch of everything. 2011, how we lost to the 49ers and being a team game, the defense. Come on, just stop them. You can go on and on different examples, but when you give different examples, and again, it's not an opinion, it's fact. Look what Nick Saban and Bill Belichick has accomplished in the, in the last two decades. And look, Nick Saban now, and Mike, it, 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 I thought it was kind of funny. How are we thinking? They're all like the same age now. It's like the uh, Three Musketeers, the Three-Headed Monster. You, you look where Bill Belichick's at right now. Uh, uh, does he still, uh, Bill Belichick's telling Mr. Kraft, I got a contract, that's all I know. And I'll give him some power. Uh, you, you know, you got to honor my contract. And then look at Saban. Uh, uh, Pete Carroll just getting fired and now Saban retired. You know, my thing is, I think about all the hatred for, for Nick. And, uh, and I get it because he, he put LSU back on the football map. Amen. Uh, they were a middle-of-the-road team in the SEC. Uh, that's what they were when he took over, got him a national championship, and one of one numerous more. But he wanted to try his hand at the NFL. I get that part. And he went to Miami. But, yep. Man, the worst thing in the world happened is he jumped ship and goes to Alabama. And in the greatest run, that if you're listening, you're not going to see another run like this with a head coach. Well, uh, it's a lot. Di- well, it's a lot different too because you don't have to drive Coach Saban cra- cra- uh, crazy. Now, I just my opinion. When you look name, image, and like, it's not so much that, but uh, like transfer portal. Everybody can't play. Everybody thinks they can play. Oh, I'm four or five, so everybody. Then all of a sudden, Mike, now, if you don't play, I'm leaving. I'm leaving. I know that I had to drive Coach Saban crazy because they have outstanding players that, uh, you know, because you only can play so many players, and then all of a sudden they didn't have an opportunity at, at Alabama, so I'm transferring. I mean, that, that, so I said, I don't know if you wanted to put up with that in the future. And talking to guys from on the bayou that were recruited by Nick Saban, <laughs> they were like, man, Mike, you ought to see him, how well he can recruit one-on-one. Now, Bobby, if you meet him, he doesn't come off as that type personality. But, man, he was also a great recruiter. He, great recruiter. He is truly American's version of Little Napoleon. He is, uh, uh, Nick Saban is a little bitty man. But he has the power in Napoleon Bonaparte. I know that. Now, uh, he never really had a Waterloo uh, to fall because he went out on his own terms retiring. But, uh, no, Nick Saban has done for college football in Alabama. Come on. 
Uh, Alabama fans, they're going to be mourning. I'm telling you, uh, those days don't that he's know dominated, what you have yeah, until, yeah, until they not walk there away. Oh yeah, <laughs> we know all about <laughs> exactly. it. Exactly. Oh, uh, they'll be like, oh, oh, it'd be interesting to see what's going to happen the next decade. We'll be back with more sports talk and Wilson Alexander, who covers the LSU Fighting Tigers for the Advocate, talk about Bo Davis, Nick Saban. Right after this break here on the Big Eight Seventy, we're back here on Sports Talk on the Big Eight Seventy. Mike to take you along with the Cajun Cannon, Bobby Abair, on our Oakland. Hort Jewelers talking text line from the advocate covering yellow shoe fighting tigers. Wilson Alexander. Wilson, I knew what the front story was going to be today. Bo Davis leaving Texas to come to LSU and then bang, right at four o'clock. Nick Saban uh, decides to uh, retire from University of Alabama. But before we get with Nick, uh, that was a big catch to get Bo Davis. Uh, I know a little bit about the inner workings with that. He was Brian Kelly's number one guy. It's it's been a little while. They've had some conversation, and I think Bo was sort of torn a little bit about if he should go and if he shouldn't or not. But you know, he does have a son that's at Southeastern Louisiana. He's I think that was LSU. a big part of it. Uh, and to get Bo, who is an elite technician coach and also a tremendous recruiter, that was a big, big catch uh, for Brian Kelly. This was absolutely a critical hire and one of the most critical hires that Kelly was going to have to make this offseason on the defensive line with what LSU is dealing with right now there in terms of he was coming back next season after Mason Smith and Mekhi Wingo declares and the lack of roster uh, numbers purely and also experience and depth. Um, LSU really needed to nail this one. And they went out and got one of the most respected defensive line coaches in the country in Bo Davis, somebody who spent a lot of time with Nick Saban's staff. Saban, of course, retiring today. And then, you know, he's also built up that Texas line over the last few years into one of the best units in the country is what Tavondre Sweat and Murphy were like this year over there. That was one of the reasons they made the college football playoff for the first time. And, you know, he's a guy who obviously is an LSU grad, uh, has spent time at LSU before, and now LSU is getting him back to be the defensive line coach. And, uh, you know, this is something that had been, they've been working on for a while, trying to get it done. It seemed like maybe this had cooled off a little bit here recently, but LSU was able to end up landing him. Um, you know, it's never over till it's over in coaching, and they end up hiring their guy uh, to really try to solidify a position that has gone through quite a bit of turnover really over the last decade, but in particular over the last few years. LSU has not had any sort of stability at defensive line in terms of who's coaching. And now with Bo Davis, maybe it finally will have some. And uh, listen, Wilson, I'll give you – I want I'm going to give you credit. You were the one who broke that story initially, so congratulations on that, well, Bob. Well, well, Wilson hustles. Uh, well, Wilson's a hustler. Wilson's a hustler, uh, man. I, I, I like that. Now, now, now Wilson. <laughs> now, now uh, then turn that in, well, well, in good terms. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. we, we don't want that to come out bad, Wilson. <laughs> right. No, he, 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 he works at a high level uh, with his craft, uh, his ability, but – Wilson, you can be a great coach. You still got to get players. <laughs> you know, well, now it's a good time. Transfer portal. Uh, you look at who's coaching you and all that. Uh, LSU should be able to entice a couple of guys to transfer now, right? Especially I mean, defensive line. Yeah, that's what I'm saying on the, on the defensive line because we need that because, come on, uh, we all want the defense at least to be middle of the pack, but it all starts up front. Uh, so what's your take on that, Wilson, about uh, will we be able to convince you know, you got Juco guys, this and that, but you never have enough and you, who you put in the rotation. They don't want to be in a bind like when Mason Smith got hurt against Florida State. Well, we had three guys in a rotation. No, that's not a winning formula. So what do you think we're going to do? You think uh, that's something that uh, we're going to get it done by the time uh, when it counts, that you're going to have enough D-line in the rotation and obviously have the players who can get it done. So it seems like transfer portal, 
Boy, uh, what better team than the LSU Fighting Tigers if you're a stud D lineman to be able to get exposure and contribute at a high level? When Brian Kelly was asked about defensive tackle on the first day of the early signing period, why LSU hadn't really gone after a transfer very heavily, he was said that it was for two reasons. One, they liked what they had in Sean Washington, the JUCO transfer. And two, they felt good about retention. The retention piece of that has not panned out at all. Um, Mekhi Wingo and Mason Smith both declaring for the draft. Um, you know, LSU now only has five defensive tackles on the roster right now going into next season. Jacoby and Guillory, assuming he comes back, Jalen Lee, Dominic McKinley, Sean Washington, and Demirion Johnson. That is two players who returned but did not have big roles last season. The, you know, Jacoby and Guillory had 27 tackles. He, he was not a starter. And then, you know, Sean Washington is going to have to make that step up from junior college and two freshmen who are ready to play as freshmen. It's hard to be able to rely on that. So LSU, you know, absolutely is going to have to change its approach here and probably go into the portal unless it was somehow able, you know, to get Mason Smith to change his mind or something like that. Um, You know, because obviously he made his decision before LSU had landed Bo Davis. Then, you know, even, even then, you know, you're still looking at a position that is very thin right now in a position that you would prefer to have some semblance of a rotation um, so the guys aren't getting worn out. You know, Makai Wingo got absolutely worn out during the 2022 season playing as much as he did, and LSU managed to kind of get by. But by the end of the year, you could tell that up front it was, uh, it was starting to really trail off because they were, they were exhausted by the end of that season because they didn't have any depth behind them. And so um, this is an absolute need. How LSU is going to do it, we'll have to see. You know, the transfer portal is closed now. Nobody else can reenter. Obviously, anybody who is currently in the portal, LSU can go after. Um, the SEC, you know, if you're going to find someone in the SEC, that has to be done by February 1st. Um, Alabama's players now have 30 days to enter the transfer portal window. I don't know if LSU would go after anybody there, but that's just something to keep in mind. And then, of course, the transfer portal will reopen again in the spring. Usually your big crop is kind of at the beginning, you know, it's kind of this time of year, that first transfer portal window. But LSU is probably going to need to take advantage of that opening up again there after spring ball because it is going to have to get some more players there on the defensive line. Now, uh, Wilson, what is your take? Because, you know, it does matter how a staff uh, works together. Uh, when you look at Blake Baker and Bo now, uh, and obviously you only have one alpha dog who's a defensive coordinator, and there's a lot of experience there. But what's your take on that when you're putting your staff together and still uh, LSU fans are concerned on the back end uh, who's, uh, you know, going to contribute in the secondary? Yeah, basically what he's asking is cornerback safety's coach. Right, right. right. It's exactly. so relevant today because yeah. the way the game is played, right. the pitch and catch part of it. Right. You know, LSU, I think Corey Raymond is still very much in the mix to come back as uh, most likely the cornerback coach. I think Brian Kelly would probably split that up still as cornerbacks and safeties, um, but that has not been done yet, obviously. And so we'll see kind of where that ends up. But I think he is certainly someone to be considered for that spot and who has interest in the job as well. Um, so keep an eye on maybe his name for that position. Um, but, you know, we'll kind of see what the other ones end up being. You know, LSU sort of has gone about this. Um, you know, getting the defensive coordinator hired done and in place and getting Bo Davis, who is very high on their list of priorities, done and in place. And now kind of going through the rest of the list because it's, you know, cornerbacks, safeties, and then you've still got a couple things to do on the offensive side of the ball as well with your offensive coordinator. You know, LSU, I think there's a very strong likelihood still that LSU promotes internally for that position, but we'll have to see. And that has to get determined. And then, uh, you know, tight ends coach as well. And so, um, they've got you know at least a couple of, of the most critical decisions made here already with Blake Baker and Bo Davis, and that is certainly a good starting point as they continue to go down the road. Wilson, I think that uh, 
we talked about maybe with Joe Sloan being elevated. I think there was maybe some concern that the wide receivers coach, kind of pitching catch game guy, he might have went to Alabama because that was an opening there uh, at the University of Alabama. Not as real opening there, uh, so to speak. But I think Joe Sloan's the guy uh, uh, to take over as the offensive coordinator at LSU. Yeah, Joe is somebody who checks quite a lot of boxes. You know, he doesn't necessarily have the experience calling plays that Mike Dimbrock had when he came over as the offensive coordinator, you know, under you know Kelly's first hire that he made. But he's been an offensive coordinator a couple of years at Louisiana Tech, and then he obviously did a pretty good job there in the bowl game. You know, it's not that entire offense is going to be coming back. They're going to have to really find, figure out a lot at wide receiver. Um, you're going to need Caleb Jackson most likely to step up at running back. Um, but, you know, you got your quarterback in Garrett Nussmeyer, and you've got an offensive line that seems to be remaining intact uh, for the most part, going into next season. And with what he did in the bowl game, uh, with what was you know available to him at the time, was a pretty strong showing. And it should pro- you would think with an offseason to really work with Garrett and work with the other weapons that they have, um, some of those hiccups at the beginning of the game you think would be able to get ironed out to a degree. And so, you know, he's somebody who's also really proven himself already as a recruiter, getting Bryce Underwood over the weekend, and as a talent developer with what Jaden Daniels did from year one to year two at LSU. And so, He's somebody who LSU absolutely wants to keep on staff and I think is under consideration for that role. And maybe LSU ends up in a situation where it, you know, elevates Cortez in some way as well. We'll kind of have to see how it works out because they absolutely want to keep him too, you know, with with the way that he has recruited and developed talent at the wide receiver. Assistant head coach. Got the title. Well, Frank Wilson's already has that. Well, okay, that, well, he that, can. That, that, you can have two of them like that. Well, uh, yeah. and <laughs> so Wilson, uh, I don't know. Uh, to me, you never want to be the man to replace the man, whether Jeez. it's a quarterback or the head coach. I just look at, you know, reflecting back on Marino with the Dolphins and then John Elway, and then finally they had to go old school and get like Peyton Manning to come because the young guys weren't working out. But when you look at Alabama now, whoever's replacing Nick Saban, I mean, you look at Kirby Smart. Okay, look at the situation because uh, everyone has a mentor. You look at Kirby Smart, his situation now with Georgia. And then you look at Lane Kiffin. To me, you know, I think would for sure have success at Alabama, Lane Kiffin. I think Kirby Smart, might, uh, he might also. But I look at Lane Kiffin and his offensive mind, where he's at, I think that could be the number one guy. Now, Dabo Sweeney at Clemson, no, he don't embrace the whole transfer portal, name, image, and likeness. Maybe five years ago. But I, I'm intrigued. Who's going to replace Nick Saban? Boy, I tell you what, they could be doing a pretty good job, and the fans, the natives are going to be restless. They could be, uh, he's always going to be compared to Saban. Ten wins ain't enough. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I don't envy whoever ends up being that replacement because, like you said, how do you follow the greatest college football coach in history? Um, because whatever you do is probably not going to measure up unless you are somehow able to win na- you know, six national championships in a 17-year span. Right. Um, it, he's, he was an absolutely phenomenal coach, and it's uh, um, a you know, sort of, gosh, earth-shattering, uh, you know, uh, shifting day in college football with him retiring. And, and in terms of who's going to be you know, candidates, we'll, we'll have to see because there's going to be so many names thrown out. If you look at you know, former Alabama assistants, I think Dan Lanning's an interesting one to consider. From Oregon, um, yeah. Know, somebody who's kind of from that tree, um, you know, I don't know. I don't have any intel on that. Just sort of, you know, maybe right uh, speculating. The there, yeah, but speculating, the, yeah. but, but the, Wilson, um, don't you expect yeah, this to happen quickly? Going to have revert. Oh, I 
have no idea. Yeah. I mean, obviously they have to get a coach in here as soon as they can, but yeah. then Greg Byrne, the AD, they're going to want to make the right hire, not a, not a quick hire after going with Nick Saban. And the other thing is it's going to have reverberations throughout the sport, you know, because, you know, the, the, whoever gets hired by Alabama, that position is going to have to get backfilled. And that's probably going to be a major job opening. And then et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, down the yeah. line, it's going to have to get positions backfilled and there's going to be staff that get uh, plucked from here and there as well as Alabama continues to fill it out because, it is um, one of the marquee jobs in the sport. Now, uh, Wilson, I want your opinion. I respect your opinion. I was talking to Mike about this, uh, you know, because it's a new ball game. Uh, you look at, uh, you know, this 21st century, but how things have changed with name, image, and likeness and the transfer portal. You can have unbelievable recruiting class. you got five-star guys, but everybody wants to play. They might not earn that right to play, so I'm leaving. So I don't know if you have. Like, I'm just saying over the next decade – I don't think it's going to be one team that would dominate. The closest would maybe be University of Georgia because uh, now you got the expanded playoffs. I think if they win the postseason with 12 teams, they could have um, uh, definitely uh, made a statement. But we all know what occurred. But right now, I- I'm thinking it might give a lot more other teams opportunity because you can't keep everybody even though you have a great recruiting class. It's absolutely going to further create parity. I mean, that was already coming with Alabama – you know, hadn't won a, you know, it, it hadn't been replaced at the top of the sport, but other teams have certainly risen up and been much more competitive over the last few years. And now, as you said, expanded college football playoff, expanded SEC. It was already always hard to win a national championship in football. I mean, in any sport, but football brings its own, you know, challenges with how physical it is. And the, the, you're going to end up being now playing more games in an expanded college football playoff, more chances to get tripped up on your way to a national title it's going to be incredibly difficult to put together a dynasty like Alabama has for all the reasons, like you said, in terms of roster management, but also just in terms of getting through the schedule um, <laughs> and getting through the playoff unscathed is going to be incredibly difficult. And so, yeah, it's a hard, have a hard time seeing what Nick Saban already did in, in this era of college football was unprecedented. And now in a new era that we're going into, it's even harder to imagine a, somebody like that replicating what he was able to accomplish to Alabama. Never say never, but it, it would be incredibly difficult task. Wilson, uh, it, another time, another era, um, but it reminds me a little bit of John Wooden walking away from UCLA basketball Our in the 70s, 70s where 70s. they were dominant. Uh, they were as dominant as what Saban was at Alabama in football. And then what happened to college basketball after I mean, it was like 52 pickup. I mean, well, everybody uh, had their uh, shot. Uh, now, Wilson, like uh, Mike's saying, I'm going to enlighten you because that was before you were born, Yeah, it was Wilson. a little bit before you uh, were uh, uh, born. Uh, let me tell you. Uh, we, we were just kids. Uh, uh, but uh, I remember I was in junior high, and, and you take it for granted, like uh, the, the, the John Wooden, and you look what he did at UCLA. And they remember freshmen couldn't play. They had a guy named Lou Alcindor. All of a sudden, freshmen can't play with the varsity UCLA wins a national championship with Gail Goodrich and all. Then they play the freshman team and they lose by 12 points. <laughs> so only once they beat the national champs was their own, their own freshman team. The freshman team. team yeah. yeah. I'm like saying, you talk about, so I think that's kind of what Saban has done. As to far, college. It is, in but it's a different century. world right. of leaving. But I think there are some comparisons there. The dominance of Wooden and UCLA in the 60s and early 70s. Like 70 some games in a row. And then all of a sudden now, everybody had a shot. And I think you're going to see that more and more in college football. Yeah, absolutely. I think you will. And, you know, we're talking about here in LSU country. LSU's got an opening right now. They've been leaving Alabama. They've got a chance here and a good one if they can continue to head in the right direction to try to get themselves into the mix for another national championship. 
Thank you, Wilson. Appreciate it. Great job you did today, and uh, we appreciate your time, and, man, always great insights, buddy. All right, Wilson. Thanks for having me, y'all. Have a good one. All righty. Wilson Alexander, who covers the LSU Fighting Tigers for The Advocate and broke that story about Bo Davis leaving Texas to come to LSU. We'll be back to finish it off here in our number one of Sports Talk on the Big 870 right after this break. We're back here on Sports Talk on the Big 870. Certainly some, some big news items breaking across the board and the fact that Bo Davis takes over as the defensive line coach at LSU. Uh, Pete Carroll uh, stepping aside after talking with ownership and uh, general manager John Snyder. And so there's a head coaching opening now with the Seattle Seahawks and the big one, Nick Saban retiring at University of Alabama. Listen, I don't make this up. And you've heard me say this a number of years. And it's going to be the same way next year. At least six to seven, to yeah. Eight, no, six, yeah. seven, eight coaches. It's six to eight. Mike, I, I've done this. This goes back to the 90s. It's like six to eight coaches get fired every year. So we had seven right now. We had seven. It's just, just the way the NFL is. And we haven't heard about Belichick yet. Right. No, no if that no. breaks next hour, then. <laughs> oh, no. It, 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 this will go down in history. Uh, the greatest coaches ever uh, uh, either quit or they get fired on the same day. And Wilson's right. The Alabama players now have 30 days to enter the transfer portal. It'll be interesting to see well, who leaves. L- That's why I think well, Alabama's got to move fast well, uh, to get them a head coach. They need to come to LSU. We got stability. Especially along the defensive line. <laughs> we'll be back with more sports talk here on the Big A. 70 right after this break. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.